We're back, guys. Some of you may recall Muhammad Ali, the heavyweight champion of the world. He was famous for his many quotes and his his humor and the way he could use his humor to virtually just beat his opponent before they ever set foot in the ring. And he also had the serious side as he matured in age and with experience. But I recently ran across one of his quotes online on Facebook that's attributed to him as follows. It's the repetition of affirmations that lead to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. Rest in power, champ Muhammad Ali. We covered quite extensively in the last couple of episodes. We covered belief and hope and faith and beyond even more. We covered some of the prayers that David used in Psalm 69, beginning with verse 22, and we stopped at 29, even though he goes on up to 36. with his prayers and praise. But particularly at 22, he started, um, (laughs) he started really jumping off with his discouragement and anxiety and all that he was feeling against the chaos in his environment and the haters and he really did he he really is a shining example of how to overcome and persevere because he was tested like many of the other prophets who We look at how they were tested and how they overcame. They are good examples for us today.
gonna switch it up here and so that we get a broad spectrum I'm going to go to Surah 10 in the Holy Quran chapter 10 The title is Jonah in Arabic. His name is Yunus with a Y-U-N-U-S. Yunus. And in Arabic, Allah in English is translated God. I begin in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful, Alif Lam Ra. These are the ayat of the Book of Wisdom. Alif Lam Ra. When we do further research into the meaning, here in the footnote says, Ayat signs, or before that, says, for the abbreviated letters, meaning Alif, Lam, Ra, generally as mystic symbols and then they refer you to the appendix for this particular combination meaning alif lamb ra see the introduction to this surah Clarification will do just that. The abbreviated letters are mystic symbols about whose meaning there is no authoritative explanation. If the theory advanced in note 25 to chapter 2 verse 1 has any validity and the present group Alif Lamra is cognate to the group Alif Lam mean we have to consider and form some idea in our minds 
as to the probable meaning of the variation. We took Alif Lamim to be a symbol of those surahs that deal with the beginning, the middle, and the end of man's spiritual history. The origin, the present position, and the things to come in the last days, referred to as eschatology, to use a theological term. We took Alif Lam to stand as symbols of the first two and meme of the last. In the present group of surahs, we find hardly any eschatological matter and therefore we can understand the absence of meme, the symbol standing for such matter in its place comes Ra, which is phonetically allied to Lamb, L-A-M, Lamb, is produced by the impact of the tongue to the front of the palate and Ra to the middle of the palate. In many languages, the letters Lamb and Ra are interchangeable. In Arabic, Al-Rahman becomes Ar-Rahman and Ra in imperfect enunciation lamb in Chinese lal lations if lamb is a symbol of present day things Looking to the future, we may take Ra as a symbol of present-day things looking within, into the interior of the organization of the Ummah, an Arabic word meaning the family of Muslim believers. And thus symbolism fits in with the subject matter of the surah in question, but no one should be dogmatic in speculation 
about misty symbols. Let us now consider Surah or chapter 10 alone. The central theme is that Allah's wonderful creation must not be viewed by us as a creation of material things only. Once made and finished with most wonderful of all is how he reveals himself to men through prophets and scriptures, how prophets are rejected by men and the message disbelieved until it is too late, too late for repentance, too late for repentance, and how, as in the case of Eunice, Jonah and his people, even the rejection when repentance supervenes does not prevent Allah's grace and mercy from working and how far that working is beyond man's comprehension. Summary, the wonderful working of the Spirit, capital S, through man by revelation seems like magic to men. Yet, they could find signs and messages from him in the sun and the moon and the constantly varying yet regular phenomena of nature from which men should take a lesson of constancy and faith. All the goodness or beauty that man meets in the life around him proceeds from Allah, God, yet man is blind and will not understand. As all things and beings proceed from Allah, God, so will they return to him, and he is ever true. Why then does ungrateful man make untrue phantoms for himself instead of rejoicing 
in the good news which he sends. Allah God reveals himself through Noah, but Noah's correction, Allah God revealed himself through Noah, but Noah's people rejected him and perished. He spoke through Moses to Pharaoh, but Pharaoh was stiff-necked and arrogant, and when he repented at all, it was too late. Everywhere, want of faith causes people to perish, but the people of Yunus, Jonah, repented and Allah, God, saved them by his wonderful grace. So Allah will deliver the believers when the truth comes from Allah follow it and be patient for Allah is the most righteous of judges Men may wonder that a man like unto them should bring a message from Allah, but Allah's message shines forth through all nature and creation. He guides the human spirit if only man will have faith and put his hope in Allah. Wonderful are Allah's relations with man, yet man is ungrateful and runs to fancies and fanciful gods. Glory to the one true Allah who made mankind as one and holds alone the secrets of the unseen in his great and good universal plan. But I digressed for the purposes of understanding, if at all possible, 
the secrets of the unseen in his great and good universal plan. When we come back, we will continue with Surah 10, Yunus, chapter 10, Jonah. Thank you for listening.